2: This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to News Fighters. It's the 13th of March, 2020, for anyone listening from future civilizations that are better and smarter than ours. If you're wondering uh, why it feels like it's, it's dark days ahead, well... Uh, Yesterday, the coronavirus was declared a worldwide pandemic. There was a global stock market crash. But don't worry, over on Aussie Breakfast TV, everything seems to be absolutely fine.
1: Guess who's made an appearance on the US version of the Masked Singer? Just when you thought chocolate fudge cake could not get any better? The only TikTok I know is the old iced biscuits. That is a cat that is up to no good. The cash car has $30,000 to give away when we call our lucky
0: winners. Thanks, Aussie media. Never change. No, no. Breakfast TV uh, has been uh, tackling the coronavirus and wheeling out their their big expert. Nationals MP Barnaby Joyce, who brought his enlightened perspective to the global pandemic on sunrise.
2: Look, it's tragic. We've had over 3000 deaths globally, but you need about 30 to 40 times that number to equate to the deaths from snake bite. Yet people are not going down the shops, running the place out of shotgun shells, compression
0: bandages and anti-venine. People are still walking through the long grass. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, the biggest tragedy of the looming recession is Barnaby will probably still keep his job on sunrise. So, of course, it turns out the way to get Aussie breakfast television actually alarmed about the coronavirus is to factor in a Hollywood A-lister.
1: Tom Hanks in lockdown.
0: Tom Hanks and his wife infected with COVID-19 and in quarantine on the Gold Coast. Uh, Well, you know what they say if you go out on the Gold Coast. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, Yeah, it turns out Tom Hanks has actually been a busy little bee while he's been here in Australia. Uh, Here's Sunrise reporting about his social activities two weeks ago. What's Tom Hanks been up to?
2: Well, of course, he's on the Gold Coast shooting the Baz Luhrmann Elvis Presley biopic. He plays Colonel Tom Parker, and he obliged fans who wanted to take some selfies. So he is making the rounds, and as long, you know, if you spot Tom out and about, the key is just to be respectful of his privacy. He's such a good sport. Let him come to you.
0: No, Tom Hanks, stay away. No selfies, please. No selfies. Yes, Tom Hanks's prolific Selfieing even led the Queensland Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk, to announce this drastic health measure.
2: Of course, people who have come in close contact uh, with Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson will now need to self-isolate and quarantine.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at you, Wilson the volleyball and Zoltar the fortune-telling machine. 14 days isolation in the wooden crate. Labor leader Anthony Albanese really wasn't that fussed about Hanks' diagnosis.
1: Uh, Tom Hanks and his wife have tested positive to coronavirus. Um, How worried are you about public figures getting infected and then obviously passing it on through their daily lives? Well, I'm worried about every person, uh, whether uh, no one's famous or not famous when it comes to a virus.
0: Yeah, they're not famous. I think Albanese's... uh, quite in touch with that demographic. Anyways, on to the economy and uh, boy oh boy, might be be worth checking in on your financial advisor. Maybe send them some flowers. The Australian stock market went from freefall to meltdown.
1: Down another 7%, taking losses to 25% over the past three weeks. Dennis, we set a new record for the worst one-day session since the global financial crisis.
0: Yeah, the stock market was crashing so quickly that over on ABC News 24, even their financial reporter David Chow couldn't keep up. So what are the latest
1: figures? All right, I'll quickly take you through it. So taking an exact look at the figures, the ASX 200 and the All Lords are down by ooh, more than 100 points. Let's take a look at the numbers then. Absolutely, Roz. So taking a closer look at the figures, uh, the ASX 200 and All Lords are down now by... Ooh, more than 200 points. The losses have doubled uh, since I last gave this update. So now looking at the All Lords and ASX 200, they're down by, well, more than 325 points. Very volatile. It's constantly changing. It'll probably be different, the market figure, by the time I finish talking.
0: Yeah, you gotta love David Chow. He delivered the most dreadful financial news yesterday, but with the most upbeat tone.
1: Morning Joe, so uh, as expected, it's been another terrible day for the Australian share markets which suffered its second worst trading day this year. So there's nowhere to hide in this uh, market sell-off this morning. And the market dropped even further after Mr Hanks made that announcement on Twitter.
0: Yes, not sure how long it'll be till the government blames Tom Hanks for the economic downturn. But yeah, my god, the world's economy is apocalyptically imploding. And David Chow, he sounds like he just won a free cruise. But, you know, back when cruises were a thing. God, don't get him to announce my death on the air. It'd be like, Dylan was tragically hit by a bus and then got run over by a tractor and then got a sepsis infection in hospital and died today, age 39. Yeah, look, it's good to not get too scared and pessimistic, but, but I found David Chow's overt positivity and optimism are really a little bit disconcerting and okay, that's we'll it for there. financials
1: i think that's quite enough <laughs> investors can't wait for the weekend i guess i know a that game. makes me feel a whole lot better <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad joe i'm glad
0: okay if your financial advisor makes this noise
1: <laughs>
0: run as fast as you can get the hell out of there Of course, the big news yesterday was the Scott Morrison government announced the big stimulus package to try and fend off a coronavirus-caused recession. And it's funny how the government's tone shifted uh, from this last May. Well, Australia is back in the black.
1: Back in black. Back in the black.
0: Back in black. Back in black. Back in black. (laughs) To this yesterday. And and the surplus won't won't arrive in 1920 as a result of some of these circumstances we've seen. Okay, not quite as catchy as Back in Black, not my favourite ACDC lyric being quoted there, but fine. Okay, anyways, let's cast our minds back all the way to Tuesday, which, according to my watch, feels like it was about a thousand years ago. Back then, the government announced its uh, medical response to the virus. And look, actually, to be honest, for a change, it actually sounds like a well-thought-out
1: quality policy. Up to 100 new pop-up coronavirus fever clinics will be set up. Designed to take pressure off GP clinics and hospital emergency departments and also treat people with mild or moderate symptoms. A new Medicare item will be introduced so people who are quarantined can still access health services without exposing others. And the government is also slated to roll out a $30 million public health campaign. Yeah, and I hear for the campaign to save money
0: on their social media videos. They're just going to recycle one that uh, came out of Scott Morrison's office two years ago. Oh, oh. billion dollars
2: 1.2% of GDP
0: So yes, on to the stimulus, and it was a bit of a Nationwide cash splash A cash splash A 17 billion dollar corona cash splash Yes, a cash splash, and you know who would hate that kind of cash splash? Scott Morrison from less than three weeks ago Telling us to splash money around On goodness knows what. We're not a government that engages
2: in extreme fiscal responses. Yeah, no extreme fiscal response except the one he announced yesterday. Series of measures which are designed to support cash flow, boost investment and provide immediate uh, demand stimulus to the Australian economy. Pensioners, welfare recipients and concession cardholders will receive one-off cash payments. Almost 700,000 small and medium-sized businesses will receive up to $25,000. Tax incentives for business to invest. Half of apprentice wages
0: will be picked up by taxpayers. And $1 billion will go to regional areas disproportionately affected by the coronavirus. Okay, that was all easy to understand, but there were some other stimulus measures like this.
2: The measures uh, deal with supercharging the instant asset write-off, backing business investment uh, with
0: an accelerated depreciation scheme. Ah, yes, I'm sure we all remember from our history textbooks how uh, FDR got America out of the Great Depression and Rudd dodged the GFC by supercharging the instant asset write-off and having an accelerated depreciation scheme. Yeah, that's what did it. But don't worry, there'll also be... a coronavirus regional and community fund. Okay, cool. A coronavirus fund. Hopefully, it'll be more useful than Scomo's bushfire recovery fund, which, at Senate estimates last week, Labor said maybe never even existed. The Prime Minister's announcement on the 6th of January, when he was under a lot of pressure, was that he had established a national bushfire recovery fund. But there is no fund, is there? Like, it's not. It's not anywhere within the budget statements. We'll take it on notice, I think, Senator. uh, Well, you know, yes or no, whether there's actually a national bushfire recovery fund. Okay, so back to the big cash splash everyone was talking about. Welfare recipients will get $750. Yes, $750 for those on welfare. And I'm sure the government is hoping you treat yourself, you know, buy a ticket on a cruise, take yourself out to lunch. I hear the bat soup is very nice this time of year. Yes, and while everyone's saying that will be good to stimulate the economy... The stimulus was more or less just bad news for freelancers, contractors, casuals, sole traders and gig economy workers.
2: How will that help the one and a half million um, sole traders, small businesses that don't employ anyone?
0: Well, we're focused on businesses
2: that actually employ people. This plan is about keeping
0: Australians in jobs. Keeping people in jobs? Anyone who's a freelancer, or a gig economy worker doesn't technically have a job. You're self-employed. You employ yourself. And Josh Frydenberg is like, no stimulus for you. Each measure is targeted. Yeah, it's targeted at the back of every casual worker's head, Hunger Games style. Yeah, and it's not just us freelancers, casuals and contractors missing out on a cash splash that sucks. It turns out by the government turning their back on us, they could actually be putting the whole of society at risk.
2: After a student in his 20s ignored instructions to self-isolate and worked several shifts at Hobart's Grand Chancellor Hotel.
1: It's not yet known why the man ignored requests to quarantine.
2: Maybe because of this. Casual workers at the moment don't have access to paid leave. And this is what we're really worried about. We're worried that these workers will have to choose between feeding themselves, paying the bills
0: or going to work. The ABC's Thomas O'Reilly brought this issue to Scott Morrison on AM yesterday morning. And, well, ScoMo was completely dismissive of the question. Do you acknowledge, though, uh, that it will still leave some casual workers vulnerable? And in turn, how do you stop them from going to work if they're sick?
2: Well, the virus will have a significant impact on the Australian economy and that's why boosting the Australian economy with just under a half, just under 1% of the size of our economy being injected in as a result of this package today, that is the most important thing we can protect Australians' jobs.
0: No, ScoMo, a third of workers don't get any paid sick leave and that could mean the other two thirds of workers are going to get infected pretty damn quick. Have you thought about what that's going to do to the economy? God, ScoMo is so bad at answering questions. I can only imagine how we'd go on sale of the century. Of which North African country is Benghazi a major port? I love curries. I think I've answered the question. But don't worry, casuals. If you do get quarantined or sick, you can go line up at Centrelink for New
2: Start. For those who, uh, who find themselves not in employment because of the economic impacts of the of the of COVID-19, the New Start allowance is there for people who find themselves out of work. <laughs> A casual employee who would be impacted by the coronavirus and for medical reasons who would need to self-isolate or indeed contracted the coronavirus and uh, would not be able to work, they can access what is currently called the sickness payment.
0: That payment uh, is going through a change of name. Yeah, a change of name to New Start, which is $244 a week, way below the poverty line and not enough to cover rent anywhere. And additionally, if you're a good saver and, say, put your tax refund away for a rainy day... Too bad. If you've got five and a half grand in savings, you fail the assets test. Come back when you're really poor and starving, then you'll be eligible for new start. God, I never thought I'd say this, but UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has actually said some smart things on this issue.
1: But for those who are on all types of contracts, we will ensure that they get the protection that they need and uh, nobody who does the right thing by staying at home is
0: Yeah, and I'm sure all the men, if they're in self-isolation for two weeks, probably will wind up doing quite a lot of penalising. And he's right. Workers shouldn't be penalised for trying to do the right thing. And the Australian government's stimulus package penalises and even impoverishes casual workers, freelancers, gig economy people. So, needless to say you can probably guess how the financial markets reacted to Scott Morrison's stimulus speech.
1: Well, Kirsten, I think the short answer is that the market was unimpressed with the measures that uh, Mr. Morrison and Mr. Trump announced. And uh, I guess maybe they considered the wider question, why do we even need stimulus in the first place? And that suggests that the economy uh, is headed towards a bad place.
0: Look, I know the last global downturn, we couldn't agree on a name to call it. Was it the global financial crisis? The Great Recession? The subprime mortgage crisis? Well, I think we can agree that the forthcoming global financial crisis should be called... Bad place. Isn't that right, David Chow? (laughs) Okay, everyone, that's News Fighters for today. Thanks for listening. If you want more background on the coronavirus, uh, the last two episodes in your podcast feed uh, provide some interesting background. Uh, Thanks for listening. Wash your hands. Keep fighting. And bye for now. This... Is News Fighters, where
2: we fight the news so you don't have to. I love cars. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,